0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents.
1: It's Thursday and we've got a fresh episode of the next big idea daily for you. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and all week I've been talking with psychologist Gloria Mark about our most precious natural resource. No, not oil, not water. We're talking about attention. It is a renewable resource, as Gloria has explained, but on any given day, we only have a finite amount. That's why one of the key ideas in her book, Attention Span, is scheduling. Yes, simply planning your day in advance, making sure you have plenty of downtime, thinking through how you'll manage the various distractions that will come your way. That will go a long way to boosting your ability to focus when you need to the most. Here's Gloria to explain.
0: Albert Bandura was a social psychologist who grew up in a small town in northern Canada. His school was small with only two high school teachers, and he largely took control of his own education. He went on to become one of the most famous social psychologists of the last few decades. His homesteading experience inspired him to develop ways for people to gain self-efficacy, and many did successfully. You can also gain agency to control your attention and distraction in the digital world. There are a lot of things we do automatically, like checking email or social media or our phones. You can become more intentional in your actions by understanding the reasons why you check news or go to social media. Pause first and probe the reasons for your urge. This can help you become more conscious of your automatic actions, and you can then assess if you'll get value by going to these sites. You can also practice forethought, which means considering how your current actions will affect your life in the future, say even later in the day. Before you go to check the news, imagine then what your future self will be doing at 10 p.m. Will you be relaxing, reading your favorite book, or will you still be working on that deadline? Another thing you can do is to make sure you include what I call negative space into your day. The Japanese have an expression yohaku no bi, which refers to the beauty of empty space. If you know the paintings of Jean Miro or the sculptures of Henry Bohr, these artists skillfully use the space surrounding objects in their artwork to set them off and enable them to shine. You can use the same idea. Don't just schedule tasks back to back. Design negative space into your day time that precedes and follows hard work. Ideally, you can use it for contemplation and to replenish your mental resources. With mental energy, your work can shine and you can focus better.
1: Let's talk a little bit about practicing forethought. It's a simple idea, really, just taking a moment to consider how your current actions will affect your future. But how might one do this in daily life?
0: So... If you're a person who knows you're going to spend 30 minutes on a news site or on social media, or you're someone who goes down the rabbit hole when you start surfing the internet, you can visualize how your current action is going to affect your life later in the day. So essentially, you, you stop and pause and you visualize what your future self is going to look like later in the day. And I, I think the evening is a is a good time frame to think about because you know we all want to relax in the evening, right? At 10 p.m., we want to be sitting back, reading, watching a show, drinking a glass of wine. We don't want to be working on that deadline or that overdue report. The more concrete that visualization is, the more powerful it is and the better it can work for you. So take a few moments and create that visualization of your future self later in the day, because that's what you want to aim for. And that's going to be enough to put a guardrail up before you go and check news or social media.
1: And you also say we can accomplish the same thing by planning empty space in our day. To me, again, that falls in that bucket of things that make sense to me, but I can't say that I successfully execute it. The day ends up going the day the way that it goes. And I am just pulled along from one meeting to the next, from one task to the next. The art of skillfully planning breaks and sticking with them is something that I think might take a little practice to achieve.
0: It does take practice. And I build significant breaks into my day. Every day I'm Outside exercising, that is as important to my day as any of my other work is. And I need that time to go out and I get myself replenished. And then I come back and I'm refreshed and I can see my work with new eyes. So, yes, it's very easy to neglect breaks. It's very easy to power our way through the day. But we can do so much more when we're actually doing less. You know, during the pandemic, we became used to scheduling meetings back to back. There was no transition between meetings and we were getting ourselves exhausted. You know, at least in a, a, a workspace where we come in person, you know, at least you have this five minute break between meetings where you can walk to the next conference room. But when we're on our screens all day, and doing Zoom meetings, we, we've lost even that very short break, and we've lost that transition from one meeting to the next.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The COVID pandemic has changed work for a lot of people and has a lot of us working at home or in some mm-hmm. sort of hybrid situation. And I wonder what unique challenges that has created for our ability to pay attention and focus properly. I mean, if nothing else, the barrier between work and home has evaporated for a lot of people. And that's challenging, speaking from personal experience. That's
0: right. I mean, we're spending more of our time on screens because, you know, all our work is conducted virtually as opposed to having, say, face-to-face meetings or meeting with colleagues in their offices. So we're spending more time on our computers I did a survey with colleagues from Microsoft research and we found people reported that it's significantly harder for them to focus when you know during the pandemic when they were doing remote work so it it does have an impact of course people also reported feeling lonelier as well And the distractions are very different. Uh, In work, you might be distracted by ambient noise. And at home, you're distracted by the pile of dirty laundry. And of course, if people don't have a dedicated personal workspace at home, then this is very difficult. If they have to share a space with another family member. And of course, caring for children or aging parents also can affect people's ability to work and pay attention.
1: You also say in your book that we should pay attention to the emotional valence of our tasks. I found that an interesting and and subtle point that some things we do throughout the day are going to make us feel good, give us energy, and some might leave us feeling a little drained or a little sad. And it's good to think about that and to know what you're going to be doing during your day I mean, it's a subtle art. I'm not sure how easy it would be to do this, but to plan your day with breaks and with you know paying attention to when I'm at my most focused and productive and also thinking about how I'm going to react to certain events and tasks during the day and make sure, say, for example, that if I do something that is going to leave me a little upset or something that I have a break maybe right after that. So I have a little time to recharge before going into my next task
0: that's right when people schedule their days they generally don't consider the emotions that are associated with the different tasks we do and you know ideally we we'd love to be able to do tasks all day that make us happy but we we can't and if you know you're going to have a meeting with a really difficult colleague and you've got to do that meeting then it's probably a good idea to schedule some time afterwards for you to be replenished. And so thinking about our emotions, it's a completely new dimension when people plan their day. And it's really important to take that into account and to think about how different things we do will affect us emotionally. There's a um, psychological theory that's called the broaden and build theory. And it basically says that when people feel positive, they can do more. They can generate more ideas and better ideas. They have a, a larger repertoire of actions that they can choose from. And so if you're feeling positive and you know, you're know you well-rested from a good break and you know you've got this really difficult meeting you're going to have to walk into, you are better equipped to face the challenges of that meeting right? Because you feel positive and you feel replenished.
1: So we hope this episode has left you feeling positive and replenished, ready to tackle today's tasks and appointments with vigor and focus. Just remember to leave plenty of empty space between your commitments. Trying to power through the day is a battle you're doomed to lose. Pace yourself and come back tomorrow for my final conversation with Gloria, where we'll talk about the future of focus. Can we regulate the tech companies to prevent them from knowingly destroying our attention span? Can our employers institute focus-friendly policies to make work less stressful and more humane? And what about AI? Is it going to make everything better or worse? We'll go over all this in tomorrow's episode, so be sure to come back. I'm Michael Kovnett. Thanks for listening.